This is the IC Pixels podcast with David and Anthony Cavins. We're going to talk about design in everyday situations. Welcome back to another episode of the IC Pixels podcast. This is David. And this is Anthony. Thanks for tuning in again. Um, it's Black History Month, so we have some, in you know, with the idea of making America great again and all the other stuff we need to do this month, uh, Valentine's, um, we wanted to talk a little bit about diversity in graphic design and kind of some of our experiences around that. Um, so and a couple of different, well, a couple of different ways around that. I mean, diversity as far as actual graphic designers and then diversity in your actual design that you do. Yeah. I guess let's first talk about, uh, cause we've talked about it a little bit before. Let's talk about graphic, uh, diversity in the actual designs you do. Um, I'll say that a lot of the work I do or have done over the, you know, the course of my illustrious career or whatever you want to say, it has been for, uh, racially homogenous groups. So, like, a black organization will ask me to do something, or a white organization will ask me to do something, or a black organization with a couple of white people ask me to do something, like that type of thing. Where it's easy it has been in a lot of cases, it's been easy to like know what the audience is because it's either like all black or all white. A few, a few times, which this is all sad. So whatever but a few times i've had situations where i'm working with someone who's trying to reach actually reach a diverse audience and therefore i was able to it gave me more options in terms of like they the customer actually requested like make sure you use a diverse group of people on here or whatever stuff like that and i've had other situations where you know either i'm working with a customer that mainly serves minorities in uh, an african-american community and i'll give them something that may have couple white people on it or maybe some Asian people or something like that and then I've been told hey we need to get back to like some of the stereotypical stuff that we normally do <laughs> yeah and well I'd like to just take a moment and uh, congratulate you on uh, early usage of the word of the week uh, homogenous <laughs> thank um, you thank you yeah right out the gate um, but no we, we came up with this topic um we kind of stumbled upon us upon it when we we're doing another podcast and then we cut it out because we wanted to talk more about it. Um, but, um, it was, I know in my experience, it was a specific time when I was designing something and I just picked somebody. It's like, oh, okay, this is the health thing. We grabbed this lady holding a watermelon. She looks happy. It looks perfect for the project or whatever. And the people, they came back and they were like, uh, well, we want somebody else because she doesn't look American, which I, it was kind of weird for me at the time. I mean, I kind of, I mean, I saw what they were trying to say. I mean, and I know that they had a different market they were trying to reach, but I guess since I now live in Atlanta, it, you know, my view of what a typical American looks like is completely different than when I lived like let's say in Alabama. <laughs> mm. 
I mean, even then, I mean, I had a different view. It wasn't like, oh, this is what specifically what Americans look like. But now it's even more so. I like, you know, I look around and see all kinds of people and I don't know where they're from. Yeah. But it could be anything. So it was just something that like kind of, I don't know, something I realized I may not have thought that much into before. Um, but there were, you know, I can't, I mean, a lot of times there were, there have been times that I've had to design things that were for a specific group. But a lot of times, honestly, a lot of the work I've done was trying to reach a wider market. Well, I think um, I have done a lot of stuff where there has been some level of diversity, but I think there there's levels to this. Like, mo- in most cases, you can get away with black and white people. Like, so most mm-hmm. so typically, I can get away with mostly white people maybe one or two token blacks here and there or a token black and then like a token uh racially ambiguous woman who's might be hispanic or like something else we don't know what she is not iranian because definitely not not acceptable (laughs) but uh syrian those those are generally like you know for majority of america those are kind of acceptable like because everyone knows about a black person or has seen a black person like if you watch sports besides hockey um yeah. you're familiar with like hispanic people you're familiar with black people um but where so like it's there's levels to diversity and i think that level of diversity yeah it's diverse it's kind of okay but when you get when i in situations where i've tried to push it further in terms of like i'm gonna include some asian people i might include some indian people i or, think asian people are, are pretty much they're I mean, yeah, they're pretty acceptable, I'll say, most times. But if I go, white people like Asian people most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> if I have a lot of them, or I'm, I'm trying to remember a specific situation, but like, well, yeah, yeah I, you got to keep your numbers down. Yeah, yeah, you know, they can't be dominant. It's always so. What I've noticed, yeah, it's the white people still have to be dominant, but you can have an Asian chick and a black guy, or a black guy and a, a Indian girl, or something like that, or some some racially ambiguous again. Um, yeah, and that's somebody acceptable. that represents every yeah, because I know somebody like that. I mean, she's Puerto Rican, but you know they can pass for mad stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh yeah, get her to we'll we'll put her on the flyer because she fits that category of like, oh, I don't know what she is, but yeah. she can represent everything. <laughs> yeah, I. Also, I mean, not just race as well, because I've done things where a couple things where I had uh, mixed race couples, also mm-hmm. uh, same gender couples, that type of stuff. I've never done like anything with like a uh, transgender type of person or anything like that. But I've definitely done things where I included. How would you know? Well, I was going to say that, but I decided not to. <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> but I've de- definitely done stuff, graphic design stuff with like. Uh, same gender couples or even it's not like obviously couples like like they're not kissing or holding hands or anything but like two women sitting close together looking into each other's eyes or something like that where it could be inferred that they're dating or whatever without being blatant and having rainbows across it and uh, in those situations some of them I've I've been able to get by no one said anything but then other ones I think people felt uncomfortable with it with the message or whatever 
On a church flyer? No, I wasn't filming for no church. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, actually, so uh, that's another thing. One time I did a flyer. So some church, they were trying to have some, you know, rally or meeting about, you know, just being accepting and all that type of stuff. And so I hit them. Not that accepting. Yeah, yeah. Just... So I hit them with a flyer <laughs> with, uh, a, like, a picture of a clearly, uh, I think it was a gay couple on the flyer, like holding hands or something mm-hmm. like that. It wasn't anything that, like, if your kids saw it, they're not going to immediately turn to being gay or anything like that. But the people were uncomfortable with that, completely uncomfortable. Yeah. So it ended up being just a fly, like, basically words on the flyer, nothing else. Because <laughs> they were like, no, we don't want to show anyone that or whatever. Yeah. You want to be accepting, but not quite that. <laughs> we don't want to look at the people who are accepting. <laughs> <laughs> That's I mean I'm um I don't think I've ever done anything like that where but um I know I had one job I had I mean you know I was in charge of their website and everything it was like a a day job so I was just running their website or whatever and every time we needed something a flyer or anything I did all that stuff and um I made it a point to find um not white white people to use yeah I mean, and I knew my boss wouldn't object. He was Indian, so <laughs> he wasn't going to object. So I just like I, I mean, I mean, but I made it a point to do that, and I've made it a point to do that on a lot of projects. It's like I would go out of my way to find somebody else, yeah, just to just to just to mix it up. I mean, because I understand how important it is to see yourself mm-hmm. doing something. I mean, if you never see your, you know, see somebody that looks like you or somebody that you can relate to, I mean, you may not realize how it affects you, but over time it does affect you. And um, that can lead to even worse things. So, I mean, I I mean, I kind of feel like it's my little way. I may not be out there marching for nothing, but um, you know, (laughs) I'll do my little part by putting putting random people on the websites. (laughs) Yeah. I've had issues. Well, with the website thing, I've definitely done that. But I was going to say I've had issues sometimes because if I'm trying to find a stock photo of, let's say, a black couple on a boat, that might be literally impossible to find. (laughs) I might need to go find a couple, go on a boat, and photograph them in order to do that. Hey, you may need to do that. It's definitely improved since I started, (laughs) but there's some things where I need a, a stock photo of something and it's you just can't it's not available or like black guy skydiving you might find that but he's going to be in a group you're not going to find an individual shot of like a black guy skydiving black guy bungee jumping black guy getting pulled over by police and not killed (laughs) so black guy arguing with police yeah (laughs) find that picture (laughs) not gonna find that yeah so that that's been frustrating sometimes too because you know, of course, I have my desire to not necessarily use the stick with the status quo in terms of people, but um, it's, sometimes it's just not available, and so you've got to make make do or you know just work around it somehow. Um, I was trying to find a picture. I'm trying to think of what it was, but I know another example I've just thought of was like I, I've done a lot of stuff for businesses where they need you know generic people in a business meeting or a generic person smiling in a suit and that type of thing. You yeah. could find a black person in there, but 90% of the time, like if it's a picture supposed to be showing like a manager or a leader, they're not going to be black. Oh, I have a perfect. Okay, so there's this thing. It's a meme I've seen around 
but I mean, it's I mean, it's something that really happened. But it was a picture showing how the website WikiHow it mm-hmm. took a photo that is of Obama, Jay Z, and Beyonce talking, and they somebody like traced it or whatever, and like turned it into an illustration, mm-hmm. and turned them all white mm-hmm. to show how to become a congressman. Hmm. And it's like what? <laughs> what? Wow! Is that? Yeah, you should look that up. And it's like, because it's the like, exact same pose and everything. It's like, it's obviously you sat here and traced this. Right. And then you made them white. Yeah. Why did you do that? Well, I mean, Which, I think that's something that I've realized is that people just feel more comfortable looking at people that look like them or looking at people that look like yeah. the stereotypical typical person in that position. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you f- find a picture of a black person right, rock climbing. If you find it, great. But ninety percent of the time, you're gonna if you're like if you're looking for pictures of people exercising, like all that health and fitness stuff, most of them are gonna be white. Leadership people, like uh, leader, business leaders and stuff like that, they're gonna be white in your stock photos that you find a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you gotta you gotta um, go to that third and fourth page. Yeah, yeah. I had to scroll, but the quality is is worse as well. Yeah. Well, I mean that, and I mean in cases like that, that's an opportunity to create to fill that void because I'm sure there's other people out there looking for stuff like that. Right. Um, yeah. They want to, you know, I mean, because I mean, yeah, I mean, recently I was designing something that was trying to find. It was like for something for real estate, and I was like, man, I need to just find somebody else. But it was for like a new client, so it was kind of like, all right, let me not just jump off the bridge and just, you know, like, all right, I'm putting some Muslims on here, mm-hmm. kind of thing. <laughs> So let me, you know, let me test the waters with this first. Good, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's like, it's like, why do you have to do that? Because I know sometimes I find myself doing that with the without even understanding exactly that person's perspective, mm-hmm. and I'm already automatically thinking like, oh, they're not gonna like it if I don't if I do this. So I'm not even gonna try. Yeah, I try to try as much as possible. I try to try to try. But <laughs> um, the other thing I want to talk about is. Um, that's, so the Super Bowl was yesterday, um, mm-hmm. and I noticed there's a lot of ads. Like normally, you get more funny ads. I feel like, but most of the ad, a lot of the ads mm-hmm. I saw were more like the whole acceptance thing, like kind of going against the whole Trump make America great thing. And yeah. I felt that was good, but yeah. um, I feel like that you know this it's all kind of falls in line with um what I've been trying to do before like encourage people to accept like accept it yeah normalize thing normalize it even yeah. though because I think a lot of people um business owners and stuff like that it may have a different image of their um audience than is necessarily really realistic yeah you know what I'm saying like you, especially if they're not you know, it's not somebody that is like on the front especially line their business is well, business that's not trying to be like innovative and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But I think uh, I think well, at least some of the people I work with, they I don't think they fully understood who their client base was, and so with that in mind, they assumed certain things would just not work. Yeah, and they were willing to cut people out that could have potentially. I mean, it's like you know, like with people say, like with movies and stuff like that, and casting actors and stuff like that, and it's like. They're like, oh, I don't know if we can put anybody in there because, you know, they're worried about money or whatever. But then they put people in there, diverse people, and it makes mad money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not like necessarily that it'll always happen or whatever, but if you just make a good product and put 
it you doesn't know, matter who's let in. Let people see themselves. Yeah, and then people will, you know, people will check it out. I mean, especially, I mean, it's just, you know, the face of America is changing. I mean, you got, I mean, of course, you got places that are still mad white, of course, but there's a lot of, I mean, that's not going to be like that forever. Yeah, the majority so, of I mean, like, consumers I, are in, you know, larger urban areas, and they, they're aware that there are other people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I know one commercial that I saw, I don't know if that was on, on during the Super Bowl, but I started seeing it around the Super Bowl time, but it was like of a Hispanic guy as, as a truck driver. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, he, you know, he just was doing something, you know, driving a truck and he brought some rocks back to his daughter and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it was just like a nice little story, but like a story that you would typically see, like, you know, a couple of years ago, that would have definitely been a white yeah, guy. Yeah, with some, <laughs> some Wranglers, loose fit Wrangler jeans and yeah. a, a plaid shirt and a cowboy hat. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep, yeah. So I mean, it's I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, they should, yeah, they should change those uh, truck commercials too. Actually, oh yeah, those are always white people. I noticed, like, if you look at Mercedes, BMW commercials, mostly white people. Mm-hmm. But of course, I mean, oh no, they sell over here. Their their marketing over here is different than probably what they do in Germany, because or where you know Europe. It also depends on which channel you're watching. Yeah. But I don't know. I, th- I guess that's good. But I think it would also be nice for them to try or even consider, like, we're just going to run diverse advertising everywhere. Yeah, just mix it up where no matter where it's showing. I mean, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. I mean, and, I mean, I don't know. Or get weird like Lincoln and just put Matthew McConaughey in it. And it's just like, why? No. <laughs> yeah, I felt like Lincoln and Ellie... I don't know. I just feel like that should be more of a blackish, black targeted brand. They're trying to get away from that. Yeah, they're trying to get that money. (laughs) But they're trying to find a new market because black people, I mean, I don't know any black people to drive Lincolns. Unless it's a navigator. Well, my uncle. Yeah, never mind. But (laughs) I don't know any black people that bought a new Lincoln. I I can't even remember the last time I saw it. Well, Lincolns ain't been popping in a while, so it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, they're trying to, they're probably trying to find a new market because. I don't know. Black people aren't even buying, driving Cadillacs nowadays. So, well, I think the important thing is that, you know, if you are in a position of, <laughs> if it's your business or, unless you're whatever you're selling is like a very specific thing, um, you know, try to mix it up a little bit because you may bring in some new people, and I mean the people you turn away, I don't know. I mean, I, I can't tell you you don't want those customers anyway, but. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. If you have a pro, if somebody has a problem because you put somebody on an ad, that's kind of depending, especially depending on what it is. It's like, come on, you're you're taking this way too seriously. Yeah, I can't I can't think of any products that are really race specific, unless you're selling like Confederate flags or you know stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I I feel like there's nothing, there's no harm in using diversity in your advertisements or promotion or website or whatever because a lot of people don't associate like people so when I was when I was working on my master's degree we in one of my marketing classes they talked about like basically people look to their they have like aspirational groups like me let's say I aspire to be a CEO one day so I'm going to look at what people in my aspirational group are doing 
and mm-hmm. I'm going to be drawn to advertisements that may show my aspirational group. Like if I see an advertisement showing some CEO getting in a Mercedes or BMW, what have you, then I'm going to be like, well, that's the thing that I need that's going to help me get to my aspirational group. There, I mean, obviously there's other stuff I got to do, but that's it's like the trappings of that aspirational group. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, and that's why, you know, like we we're talking about the Lincoln yeah. thing, like why a lot of black people went at Lincolns and Cadillacs, stuff like that, because they saw, you know, like, oh, OK, this is what some white guy has. So, this yeah, is, this is the you know, next step get in the that, American success story yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a very dangerous, you know, I mean, it goes, I mean, you can apply that to a whole lot of things like the shoes people buy, the clothes they buy, the brands they spend, where they spend their money and everything. It's all aspirational. Yeah, it doesn't spending change anything. That, yeah, that doesn't mean anything, you know. Even in, even though you're I mean, in the bins, you're just a nigga in a coop. This is true. I, I don't. Unless it's unless it's a yeah. four door. <laughs> you're a nigga in the stand. It's a sedan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a little bit different. But, but I, like with that in uh, mind, I feel like it's it's definitely a positive thing when you can show when you can see someone that looks like you in your aspirational group. Uh, this is kind of yeah. going into the other part of our discussion, but a lot of times you won't see people that look like you in like car ads or clothing ads and stuff like that because like um i like polo stuff and of course they have more diversity in their advertisements now but i know when i was younger it was straight like preppy white people and yeah i don't even know why i liked it so much maybe it was just like i wish that i had that lifestyle or whatever whatever that lifestyle is well think think tommy hill figure well yeah like I mean, you're looking at their stuff now. It's like that stuff didn't really look good. Yeah, but it was just popular. It was, it was popular because like a rapper yeah. award or whatever. But when you looked at their actual yeah. advertisements, they were clearly not trying to sell to me. Well, that's like um, I was listening to something. It was like one of those like people that's like a you know upper level sneakerhead type mm-hmm. people or whatever, and they were talking about um, how like the first, how people first started wearing felines. Because they were, felines were like a tennis shoe or something like that or some kind of thing. But it was like at that time, people were just find that, trying to find a shoe that nobody else yeah. had. And so they found that shoe somewhere random and brought it back. And people were like, oh, what's that? Yeah. You know, What are those? And so, <laughs> yeah. And so it, it's like this, like, oh, okay, this is something that you don't have or you can't get. You don't know where you got this right. or whatever. And so, but then when it's, but then it automatically, you know, the company is like, oh, okay. Oh, y'all want that? All right. So they make it available to even more people and then everybody starts buying it and then it's like not even like <laughs> exclusive anymore but people still will treat it like it's exclusive yeah. but then there's things that are quality like I mean Polo is opposed to like as opposed to like Tommy Hilfiger their stuff was like they had a certain look that I mean there's still Tommy Hilfiger stores out there but I don't I mean I, I don't go in there why yeah, yeah. I would much rather go in polo because I mean, their their stuff's been consistent. They change styles and everything, but it's been consistent for years. So, you know, it's just. I mean, and they make nice stuff. So I mean, some some things, you know, some aspirational things people want. It's actually a good yeah, thing. Yeah. It's a quality, you know. <laughs> it's like there's a reason why people want it. I mean, if it stands up, then all right, cool. But you know. Yeah, but I felt like so I mean, no, again. I feel like. For like for example, Polo. If I saw a black guy in their advertisement, not just that one guy that they used back in the day, whose name I forgot. But yeah, if I saw more black people in their advertisements when I was younger, mm-hmm. I can't speak for their current advertisements because I don't look at them. But if I saw more black people in their advertisements back then, I might have been even more motivated because I was like, 
you know, you ever looked at something and be like, how would I, how would I be able? To, I'm not sure I could wear that. Like I look at those ugly Yeezy yeah. boots that he made. Like I'm yeah. like, there's no way I would ever wear that because it looks terrible. It looks like a moon boot. But yeah. if I saw somebody well, wearing I mean, it, then I'm like, oh, okay, that's how I could do it. And the same thing there, if I'm, I saw someone like me doing it, it becomes yeah. more feasible for me to do it. You can see yourself doing it. I mean, it's the same reason why Kanye's manager put him at the front when black people walked in the Gap. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. Okay. <laughs> how many Kanye references have we made this episode? Too, too many. I think, <laughs> I think that's three. We're going for a record. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about. Um, I know if you listen to our episode, called, I think it's called Origin Story about how we got into graphic design. I want to talk about that because obviously, um, there's. I, I read a stat earlier today. I don't know what year it was from, but it was saying like 85 or 86 percent of graphic designers are white. Which you know uh, that mm. be that as it may. I think it's interesting that it's that way and we can there's obvious reasons why but um I don't know worth it's worth talking about slavery <laughs> <laughs> being the most yeah, obvious slavery reason. is kind of one of the most <laughs> obvious reasons slavery and discrimination that's the obvious reason and I don't think that needs to yeah, necessarily no, be stated many many times but we can at least state it once like if you've been doing it's graphic the- design cuz you were allowed to and then I just got a chance a couple hundred years ago it's not going to be that many of me in here. And then you're already... A couple hundred years ago. Yeah. What? I think it was a couple hundred years ago. A hundred years ago, maybe. When? Yeah. Slavery? It ended in 18-something. So this is a, a shame on okay. us for not knowing black history facts. But yeah. Well, that's because of slavery yeah. also. <laughs> <laughs> I like everything on slavery. But I feel like... Uh, <laughs> Well, so I read an article. We'll put a link to it in the description about, like, why graphic design is 93% white. Or this stat was from earlier, like, in the 90s, I guess. But they were saying some of the main reasons are access to resources, the, like, the good old boy network where, and, like, stereotypes and stuff like that. So we're going to just assume that, like, well, we'll talk more about these. The number three reason was uh, because, you know, as a firm or whatever, a design firm, you're probably serving white people so why would you hire a black person because that's not he he doesn't know how to talk to white to white people uh lack of role models wait which we talked about before uh and then internalized racism there's some other ones here but uh, those were the main ones i wanted to talk about um because i feel like we both of us we became graphic designers and we overcame some of these um but i feel like it's hard to really speak about the struggle realistically without knowing how easy it would have been had my skin been a different color i'm not sure i mean sometimes i feel weird about like i mean because you said we overcame some of those struggles but i'm not sure i feel like i overcame anything at the time I may have, just in retrospect. I mean, I may have stood up to some adversity or whatever, but I, I honestly, at the time when I was in school and everything, I really wasn't thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I knew, I mean, I left a school that was an HBCU that did not have a graphic design department and went to a different school um, that did. I mean, so I guess that is overcoming it in some sense, but it's not like I desegregated a school to go into graphic design. Yeah, you, know, yeah. you weren't you, you weren't groundbreaking. <laughs> I didn't, you know, I, mean, but I 
But I think no, that goes, no, no, no. one of the reasons they talked about was access to resources. So, like, I'll say we've talked about this before, like everything. But the um, if I had gone to the schools that were most convenient to me, like HBCUs, that you know, like where most of my friends went, graphic design wasn't even an option. I couldn't study that there. I could take some basic art classes yeah. or something like that, but it wasn't even an option. So the resources weren't available to me. So I had to go to a different school, and I think a lot of people that may might have considered graphic design as a career may be turned off by that. Like, ah, but I want to go to school with people that look like me. Yeah, well, honestly, there were some classes. That, I mean, some of my graphic design classes, there were students from another, like a, a local HBCU that were in that class at the different school because it was not yeah. offered over there. Yeah. But yeah, I can see how that could be a problem because some people on that campus were, could be like, I can't, I don't have a way to get to there mm-hmm. to go to class, or just like I just don't want to go through the trouble of doing that. And so that, so it, you know, it's like, I mean, well, there's other great options at those schools that people can pursue. You know, if you're not one of those, you may think that like, oh, okay, well, I'll just you know, I got to find something boring that I don't actually have a passion yeah, for. Yeah, just go into business or you know, law or medicine. Work at West. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, I can definitely see how that, I mean, it's at one point, I'm sure it was even worse than that. But, you know, it's, you know, again, like we talked about role models. I'll bring it up again. Uh, We had like, I guess in our specific sphere, we had some role models growing up, but I know a lot of people that probably didn't see the role models that we got to see because our mother made the effort to make sure we got to see you know, career possibilities and what we were doing. We had family members doing graphic design and stuff like that. So if that hadn't happened, which could have easily not happened, it probably, I probably might not have been so motivated to pursue the path that I pursued. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, because we saw that and our dad is like making models and all kinds of stuff. So we, that whole idea of designing and, uh, you know, putting together and then, you know, creating something that, that was already in our that's you know you know in our dna yeah. from the jump so so um and sometimes i mean yeah sometimes i think we both we probably both are guilty of it we don't realize the i don't know the privilege we had right. because of that yeah you know? <laughs> well i wanted to talk a little bit about the whole concept of like old boy networks the old boy network and stuff like that and stereotypes because um I want to say, well, one time I definitely experienced that was when I came out of college, I have a like a four year uh, MA master's. No, not an MA, PA degree, graduated cum laude. And then I'm going out trying to apply for my first job. I've had an internship, so I have, you know, I already have experience working in the workforce, that type of stuff. I'm applying for jobs in the city where we grew up and. I'm not mm-hmm. getting hired or called back. And people are impressed with my, 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 by my portfolio as well, but I'm not getting called back. And then I ended up talking to, I ended up starting my own business. And then I was talking to one of my um, partners in business and he was saying they couldn't have, they probably wouldn't have hired you because you have better credentials than some of the other people there or some sometimes more credentials than like your manager would have. And so, there's that mm-hmm. and then also like they're gonna they're looking out for people that look like them which i understand that on some level because yeah. I, I definitely look out for people that look like me but 
I shouldn't do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, sometimes I think that ha- sometimes that's inten- intentional. And then there's people that just got grandfathered into yeah. the old boy network and they don't even realize it, that they are perpetu- yeah. perpetuating that. Because it's not even like, because now, I mean, you know, I've applied to like mad jobs and like one thing they always say, you know, I want you to fit into the culture of it. I mean, and that's not always like, oh, I mean, I live in Atlanta. That doesn't always mean white people. So it just means like a environment, you know, a work environment. And I think that's important that you need to fit into whatever they're doing or whatever. But sometimes people will just look at you and think like, no, nah, I don't think yeah. they'll fit. And that could that could happen to anybody. I'm sure that happens to wh- mad women and stuff like that and happy women. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think a lot of people make the assumption that <laughs> but, yeah. your skin is too dark to fit in with the people here or, oh, crap, we're going to have to stop making racist jokes in the workplace or whatever it may be. It might not yeah. even be that extreme, but yeah. it's just that it, it could be that subconscious thing where, oh, he's probably used to hanging around black people. He might not be comfortable here with us. <laughs> so in your jobs that you had, have you ever worked with anybody else that was black ever? <laughs> um, other than you? Yeah, other than me. That was also a designer? Yeah. I'm just going to say no because I've been thinking for a few minutes and I, I've got nothing. No. I'm going to say no as well. Uh, I've seen other ones, but I've never worked with another. Actually, no. sorry. I have worked with one other black guy that was a designer and I was surprised. Uh, <laughs> so, like, and this is, I'm talking like in a real job, not like in freelance stuff. Because when I do freelance work and stuff like that, I have run into other black designers yeah. here and there. I mean, and we know, we both know a couple of yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, we um, just randomly running into another black person or whatever. Yeah, in a like, workplace, doing graphic design, never happened. Yeah, no. Nah. Except nah. for that one time, I worked with a guy, and he, he was pretty good. But I want to say that I don't know. It's not. It's not very often. Um, so I most of my work I do in my day job is in IT. So even in mm-hmm. IT, I don't run into a lot of black people. Um, I run into a few, but. It's never like a majority type of situation or anything like that. Unfortunately, yeah. well, fortunately, uh, in DC where I live, it's pretty diverse. But anytime I've done stuff outside of DC, it's ninety percent white people, maybe some Indian people, but that's it. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, it's like not that, like you know. I mean, I think it. I think it, a lot of times it's. I mean, yeah, there, you know, it's probably an access to resource or whatever, but I think a lot of times people just don't even consider it as an option. They're not, it's not presented as an option to a lot of people. It doesn't cross their mind because I feel like a lot of times people are either going, they're shooting, shooting super high, which is fine, mm-hmm. or they're not shooting high enough. They're like, oh, okay, either I'm going to be a doctor or a lawyer, or I'm just going to get this basic degree and go, you know, do something else. Well, that's I know we talked about this in a previous podcast, but I think that's another that's another point that was made in the article that I'm re- I've been referencing is that they the career path is not necessarily clear. Mm. Um, because like so growing up, I knew some people that did graphic design, but they that was not their full time job. And I knew like even after college, it was obvious. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> after college, I knew some people. A couple people who were doing graphic design but most of them that i talked to were like doing 
flyers like for club promoters and stuff like that and that's really not the the lane i was trying to go into that's not yeah, that's not <laughs> the money was you know you deal with late money and just it's not something i want to build my portfolio around and so like yeah i didn't see a, 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 a strong path for what i was trying to do even after yeah. college um once i started my business and things just got moving there then it started to make sense but i didn't see a strong career path and i think that's something that's important because when you're making decisions like what am I going to do with the rest of my life? What am I going to college for? That type of thing. It's helpful mm. when you know the career path. Like doctors, it's obvious. Lawyers, it's obvious. You just go to school for a long time, rack up a bunch of student loans, and then you have mm. a job. Instagram motto, obvious. <laughs> it, that's a new <laughs> career path. I don't think they have a, 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 a undergraduate program for that. Hey. hey. <laughs> Need to look into that. DeVry. <laughs> um, University of Phoenix. <laughs> it's like an online course. I'm sure there's an online course. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, that, I mean, and that's the thing I was th- just thinking about. I mean, I, I don't know the no history of graphic design. Maybe I should, but I mean, but you know, I mean, it's been around forever. People have been designing signs and all kinds of crap for, you know, since forever. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but I think it's a trade that I mean, it was more of a, I guess you could say a, I mean, it was more of a trade than a um, thing you went to school for or whatever, I guess. I mean, it was something that people got apprenticeships for or whatever and, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, I may be making this up also, but so I did zero research on this. But I'm just wondering if that's why it's not obvious the career path, because even if you are, you got everything going for you, it still may not be obvious exactly how you get from, you know, some guy making a logo for $20 or somebody to being an art director. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. I, well, you know, it's just one day you're this and the next day, you know, maybe senior graphic design. Yeah. I mean, but what does that mean? More money. You've been doing it for mad yeah. long. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 Yes, I need to have a conversation with a graphic designer to find out whether a logical career path is because I don't know. Um, I mean, and that's I mean, and that may be that may apply to many careers. I mean, yeah. outside of some of the more really obvious ones, it's like you know, once you have this, then what? What do you do with your English degree? Yeah, well, how does that apply yeah. to making coffee? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how can I get a good shift at Starbucks with this English degree? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, what what is a natural career path to being a a general manager at Starbucks. I was trying to be but, a, barista, um, a barista or whatever it is. I did too. No, I mean, it's something I have not written off. I mean, if I needed to, I would do that. Because, <laughs> I mean, coffee smells good. I'm not trying to work at Starbucks. But um, a few years back, I did a, a career day at a local high school just to talk to, the, like, to, where you go and you talk about what your career is, how you got there, approximately how much money you make, what schooling you had to go to, that type of stuff. And I looked at all the other people there, and it was like doctors, lawyers, uh, like I think there was one lady there yeah. who was like a musician, um, but it was all yeah. like doctors and lawyers. And so when I started talking to them about like what type of schooling you have to go to, approximately like how much money you can make potentially doing what I'm doing and that type of stuff, the kids were like, "Oh my goodness, are you serious?" They were really surprised with just how much 
how little school I had to go to, one, <laughs> and then yeah. uh, the n- amount of money, <laughs> and just how, how easy, the well, not easy the work is, but how interesting and creative what I do get to do is. Well, and the beauty of it is, like, you can just pick up a new skill, and it's not like you got to go to school yeah. for that. You just pick up a new skill, and you add it to your resume, and boom. Yeah. <laughs> you got a new thing. But, yeah, I, I think, you know, I think people just don't know that it's out there. I mean, I remember... Like the guy that you remember, Don Howard. Yeah. I feel like we've talked about him before, but he designed something. I mean, and that's how I first came the concept of like, oh, I could design things for money. Mm-hmm. You know, I can, you know, being an artist doesn't mean you're just a, you know, drawing something or whatever. I mean, you can make money doing that too, but that's an even less obvious career yeah. path. <laughs> you know, yeah, because there's, there's a, a big difference between like a professional artist who like draws stuff and the guy that does caricatures at the birthday party. But you have to know that you have to know how, what the difference is and how, how does that, how do you even get in those positions? And I don't think that's very clear. Yeah. And being an illustrator and all those kind of things. I mean, and I mean, these are all things that I've added to, I mean, I don't do caricatures, but I mean, I'm illustrating a book right now. I mean, I've done a lot of these things and that, I mean, I can put them on my resume, but yeah, it's still not an obvious thing, career path, other than just keep doing it <laughs> and do it for the right people. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like being a stripper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not going to ask right. you to explain anyway. that. All right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Well, I guess the next question we could talk about is how can we as African-American graphic designers do more to help like gain awareness and help other people like the kids that are in high school or in elementary school that may be interested in what we do? I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, the obvious thing, of course, I've already talked about was like uh, going out and talking to people like the, like the career day thing I did, but even more than that, like uh, this weekend, I was in Chicago visiting a friend, and I was showing his son how to draw. I don't know if he learned <laughs> learned a whole lot, but it's like, and I was telling him like, I do this for a living. I I get paid to do this. Yeah. And it's like, oh really? Like I think helping people understand that it is possible that yes, you you will have an issue getting resources and getting help, but there's ways around that, and especially as yeah, things Especially have changed. Nowadays, it's probably yeah. easier than it was when we went through it. And also showing them, like, this is a viable career. Yeah. I'm not living in my mom's basement. I'm able to make okay money and support yeah. myself. Especially with, like, as technology, technology has changed, a lot of this stuff has been, becomes more important, I guess, on some level. Yeah. And also, our, our mom doesn't have a basement. Yeah, that so, would make it hard yeah. to live in her basement. Yeah, it'd be really... It'd be yeah. uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a problem. But yeah, um, I mean I mean, yeah, I know I I've showed my nephews, they show me pictures they've drawn. Um I mean I think I mean that's just in our own family because my son is like that too. He's trying to sell his paintings and stuff like that. And he has this whole idea of like a he has a whole like cartoon series that he has in his head that he wants to do that apparently he wants me to help him animate, which I am not looking forward to, but I'm not going to be a dream <laughs> crusher. <laughs> but, um, 
Yeah, but no, I mean, but that's, you know, that's an immediate thing. He sees what I do and, you know, everybody in the family, they see what I do. So, I mean, but as far as reaching out to other people, I know at one point I was thinking like, you know, there'll be a cool thing to do, like go, you know, some boys and girls club or something like that. And like, you know, give back, (laughs) volunteer or something like that. Um, But that's just kind of as far as I thought went. Honestly, honestly, the reason why I didn't do it is because. A lot of times it was like, well, I mean, I would love to help. I mean, I would love to give this direction to other people, but I'm trying to get it myself out here. Yeah. I don't know what I'm talking well, about. Well, that I think that that <laughs> I mean, self doubt is not necessarily completely true, because you know enough of what you're doing to help somebody. Uh, yeah. I, I I feel the same way. I have the well, same. Well, it was issue, a mostly like a. I've had to get over it because yeah. over time I've realized I kind of do know what I'm talking about. I mean, I'm not 100%. I'm not an expert. I don't feel like I'm an expert, but I, I might be. I'm like a low-key expert. Expert adjacent. Yeah, I mean, if you read my resume, yeah. I'm an expert. But for real, for real? Eh. I think I'm an expert, but I, I'm a uh, Google-reliant expert. I definitely need Google to help me out. Hey. Well, I mean, somebody was telling me, wait, they... They said, but how do you know, do you know how experts become experts? It's like they tell people they're experts. <laughs> yeah, and that's probably the easiest so, way. <laughs> yeah, you just start saying it. I mean, especially with technology and stuff like that. I mean, because the person was telling me that they did like cyber security and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I can go to school for it. You just learn it and boom, expert. <laughs> if you know about it, then what are you going to, you know, if I know more than you, what are you going to say? Yeah. Yeah, are you going to call me not an expert? <laughs> you got to find somebody who knows more than me <laughs> to discredit me. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, I, I think it's something that I would like to do. I mean, especially, I mean, that was back then. And, like, over the years, I feel, felt more confident in mm-hmm. what I do. Um, but um, maybe my excuse now is I'd be working all the time. So, I don't know. But, yeah, you got to, I, I um, feel like when I was, soon after college, I used to actually teach a class at a local high school about, uh, it was like design and how to use micro macro media flash at the time it was called. Um, and as I was teaching, I began to realize like this stuff I'm teaching these kids, they could actually get a legit job doing something just based off of what I taught them. And I didn't, I'm definitely was not an expert and wasn't teaching them every amazing thing that's possible. And so <laughs> um, I feel like by doing those types of things, you open up people's minds to the possibility which is probably the most important part. Because if I didn't realize what I'm doing now was even a possibility, I I don't know what I would do for a career. I don't know what I would have been doing. I have no idea because I I didn't have really any other interests. But because I realized it was a possibility, it became an option. And then I was like, all right, I'm just going to figure this out. I don't know the career path. I don't know how I'm going to get the resources and the support I need, but I'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I think that applies to a lot of things. I mean, you, I mean, like we said before, you see somebody doing it, and I mean, and it opens their eyes to the possibilities. And sometimes showing people doing it is a, just as subtle as picking a stock photo that has somebody that looks yeah. like them in it. <laughs> just so, I mean, it, you know, it may gain you a customer, and it may open somebody's eyes just to, like, oh, I mean, as a designer, you may be opening somebody's eyes to just that, hey, okay. There's me up there, right, or something yeah. like that. I mean, and so it it I mean it it means a lot. It seems like a small thing, but it means a lot in the long run to people just to see that. I mean, because 
uh, it, I don't know. I, I don't feel like it's something I thought about a lot, but nowadays I realize it a lot more. Just how, like, I can't, I can't watch a show if I watch a show and I'm thinking like, there's no black people in here. There's no nobody else in here. This is just a bunch of white people. What's going on here? You know, <laughs> I can't. It 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 just sticks with me now. I mean, it's just I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm more sensitive to it now, and I think that's also what like I think some people when they're working with designers, they just stay with what's comfortable, what's been working, yeah, and they don't want to change anything. I mean, that's just. Uh, everyone's like that everyone wants to stay with what's comfortable and doesn't really want to step outside the yeah. box very much but i like to try and push people a little bit especially in that at least that's an easy thing to do is like i might not be able to design something drastically different from what you normally have especially based on your budget or whatever but yeah. that's an easy change we're like okay we're going to use a picture with more black people yeah or more asian people or more syrian people because i think or there's some I mean, whoa 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 <laughs> Oh, said the hey, S word. It's a ban on. It's an immigration ban. It's not a graphic design ban. So <laughs> anybody's picture I want to. It's like, wait, is this in Syria? What is... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know they had stuff. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, no, I mean something I was thinking about. Some 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 places they may, especially bigger places, they probably rely more on like data for what they use they'll be like oh, mm-hmm. okay well people responded mm-hmm. to this more so we're gonna go with that which yeah. can be a problem because people were like well people responded to more to this you know white chick so we're gonna stick with the white chick and then you feel stuck because it's like am i gonna already argue against data or what what's more yeah. important um I haven't ran into a situation like that myself, but I think I can see the potential for that happening, especially the larger clients you deal with. You may run into something like that. Um, but that's where the racially ambiguous people started to come into play. Yeah. But I mean, also you'll catch some uh, companies that are just blatant. Like we're going to use, we're going to flash a bunch of people's faces up here on the screen. It's going to be all kinds of different people. Yeah. And, like Google, for instance, I saw some ad by them, and it was just a whole bunch of different people on. The, like it was a video ad, but they used a whole bunch of different people, and it's like they. So Google is so large and dominant. Like if <laughs> I'm pissed off by their ad and I stop using Google, they literally don't care. But I'm saying I think it'd be nice if other organizations, maybe even smaller ones, that may be affected by it, made those types of same type of steps. Like hey. Screw it. We might lose a little bit of money, but we're going to try to at least represent yeah. the country in a realistic yeah. manner or represent our audience realistically. Yeah, I mean, just, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, I mean, they're trying to be on the right side of history, basically. I mean, so, I mean, yeah. but I guess, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, if I would say if you do find yourself in a situation like that where they're asking for mashed potatoes, then, you know, just try to drizzle some sriracha in there where you can. Yeah. And then the other thing I was going to mention, maybe talk about for a minute is like going forward, obviously, like in the past few years, I've definitely seen an increase in the diversity in what is designed, um, like what what you see in TV commercials, print ads, and that type of stuff. I've definitely seen an increase in diversity there. What do you um, mean? 
in terms of just you, you, I see more black people, more racially oh, just in general women, yeah. that type of stuff. Yeah, which is great. Now, and all you also will probably notice now there's more like targeted advertisements, like because I'll see things that are obviously targeted more to us uh, Hispanic community oh, or yeah. more towards a black community and that type of because stuff. It's back in the day. Yeah, mainly, <laughs> but also because you'll see like. The Hispanic people. Well, like in that the commercial I was talking about. Yeah, I mean, it, that can, I mean, it, it, I don't know if you. I would call that targeted though, or just like. Yeah, some things. So, back in the day, if you looked at Ebony, yeah, like they would have ads for cars and stuff like that with black people in them, but you would never see any of those advertisements in any other magazine because why? We don't need to mar- like this is the magazine for black people. This is where we're going to put those. <laughs> this ads. is a specific department to design. <laughs> It's like on Blackish, where he the guy. I don't know if you've ever watched it, but he's like he's like the head of the urban division of advertising, whatever. Which I'm still not sure exactly what he does on there. I'm really not sure. I've only seen like two or three. Okay, well, yeah, he it's a kind of it's an average it's an ad firm or whatever, but I'm not sure exactly what. Mm -hmm. It's never they never seem to get any work done there, but. I don't Sounds about yeah. right. <laughs> but um uh, But yeah, I I think that like now I've seen like I'll look in a Time magazine or uh Sports Illustrator or something like that and you'll see an ad with only black people in it here and there. Not a lot, but you'll see yeah. it. And I think that's definitely some progress. Um I forget what my actual complete point was, but I think that's there is has been obviously has been some yeah. progress in terms of diversity in ads. Um, it's like, and in the the print materials, yeah, you see. I mean, it's like all about normalizing. Dude. I mean, you really want to impress me? I want to see some Muslims or some uh, Native Americans in an ad. That's so. Let's talk about diversity goals, and then we'll <laughs> go ahead and close out. But um, so, my goal for the diversity for like, let's say, in the next two months, I want to design something. With a Native American in it, and maybe something, and also something with a Muslim in it. That Just, isn't specifically for. <laughs> I don't care who it's no, for. I'm gonna put no, it on I mean, it. I mean, but yeah, I mean, not like you know, you're not like designing something with a Muslim in it for the for a mosque, you know. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I mean just like a general purpose advertisement yeah. for someone that shows diversity in in like the most. Well, not the most, but the least generic way possible. Because there's generic diversity, like well, there's like you know, white man, black man, Chinese yeah. man walking to a bar. Like that's diversity, but it ain't. It's not. That's the palatable, most palatable form of yeah. diversity. Um, I want to maybe push it out a little farther and say, hey, these people live here I too. I mean, and to be fair, there's like mad like stuff with like Native Americans on it, but it's racist. So. Yeah, and then not like a sports hat. Yeah, <laughs> like a sports team <laughs> logo sports <hat. laughs> or mascot. <laughs> Those sports hats. Yeah, I don't know what a sports hat is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, not like a mascot or anything else like that. Or, I mean, or a bottle of syrup that's shaped like a black woman, you know. <laughs> and not Although, a I, do, I had Uncle a ben theory that, you know, food that has a like an old black person on it, it's usually better. Mm-hmm. Like Uncle Ben's rice and like... And Aunt It's like the Stubbs barbecue sauce. That stuff is usually better than, I mean, you know, it's better than like Newman's uh, salad dressing. 
I don't know how I feel about those things. Like, I definitely use all of those products. If it's like an actual here, here person, then I'm like, cool. But like the Aunt Jemima thing, I don't know who that is. Yeah, Uncle Ben and Aunt, Aunt Jemima. Uh, yeah, it's I, problematic. I, it makes me feel like, are <laughs> were these started like, this is the same quality old niggas would make for you. Yeah. Like that type of stuff. And that's where it's like, wait a minute. I don't know I'm how pretty sure that's where those good I feel from. about those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uncle Ben was a slave. He made good rice. And some guy started a company and was like, I'm going to sell this. This is all, none of this is factual. I just need, probably to I need to look it up. But I, it seems like that's the selling point. Like, this is what your slaves would make for you. Or this is what your servants would make for you. Yeah. Because for a long period of time, people cooking the food were your servants or well, slaves. Well, I mean, you've seen some of those products, the graphic design of products back in the day. That stuff is like mad racist and well, yeah, sexist yeah, yeah. and everything else. It just, <laughs> like, just crazy just wild with that stuff um yeah so we've definitely come a long way if i'm designing for a black audience or any like racially somewhat racially specific audience like an urban audience or whatever you want to say one of the things i try and do is not go to that stereotypical design design feel that everyone thinks i should use for that audience you know Mm -hmm. like We've talked about it before, but like using like the whole hip hop bricks and spray paint and graffiti, that type Timberlands. of Timberlands, that type of feel when you're trying to reach someone in an urban, urban, you know, inner city environment, that type of thing. And then if you're trying to reach some white people, you don't have to use like somebody standing in a field with their arms in the air and the sunshine and clouds and all that type of stuff. <laughs> you could do something slightly different. Yeah. And I think that's important too because, like we talked about earlier, in when in, when you're designing you're kind of signaling who you're trying to reach yeah you know what i'm saying like you're saying by this design like hey look at me white people <laughs> look at me or look at me this is for y'all yeah black people so i try i, I want to try and do more of that because if you basically making the signal less racially specific or the design less racially specific yeah. or social economic class specific yeah, and at the same time, I mean, there's diversity within, you know, races and p- different people do different things. I mean, we grew up right. doing, doing things that people would not consider black things to do, um, yeah. even though that stamp collection, I'm sure some of those stamps have black people in it. I still have that stamp collection. Okay, but yeah, but I mean, that's not, you know, there you go. Find a stock photo of a black person with a stamp collection. <laughs> it's not gonna happen. I, you can, I don't even. You can make that happen. <laughs> I don't think there's even a picture of like me with my stamp collection. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like yeah, I completely agree with that. There's yeah, yeah. Don't go to the obvious thing. I mean, yeah. I mean, because there's there's a lot of people that do different things, and some people they just need to see that somebody else is doing it. Just think mm-hmm. how many people play, started playing golf because of Tiger Woods. Uh, not that many. I did start cheating on my wife because of time. <laughs> <laughs> like he can do it, I can do it. That was my next point. Yeah, how many people started cheating? <laughs> <laughs> how many wives started beating their husband with golf clubs because of Tiger Woods' wife? Yeah, it's all about representation. Yeah, who knows? Yep. Tiger Woods' wife, <laughs> which is sexist. Another problem. <laughs> Well, yeah, we didn't even talk about the sex issue, like in terms of using multiple sexes in pictures and stuff like that. But yeah, that's it. it's all kind of related to just people do what's comfortable with to them, and 
it's easy to play off of stereotypes because stereotypes, unfortunately, they're obviously bad, but it's just easier to do it that it's way. People are comfortable. People are comfortable with yeah. stereotypes. It's the same way with like, you know, people hiring people that they already know or people that feel like they hiring people that they feel like they already know. Mm-hmm. Just be based on their look or something like that, or because they, I don't know, rolled tight or something, you know, something like that. But you know, it's yeah, it's it's the same thing. People are people are lazy, so I mean, it, they're gonna go stick in their comfort zone and stereotypes save time. They do what? They save time. Oh yeah, yeah. This I I feel like there's a lot more to talk about here. We'll probably do another episode talking about some of the more details of this, but. Yeah. I hope uh, I hope this has been interesting and informative. We'll put a link in the description to the article I was talking about about um, diversity and graphic design and some of the causes for the lack thereof. Um, slavery. <laughs> it, uh, it, so that link, article. We'll put a link to slavery in the. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the article does not directly mention slavery. I don't think I gotta reread read over it again. But I don't think it directly mentions slavery. But, I mean, all this obviously is, you know, as a result of slavery on some level. (laughs) Um, So we can't, like, just brush on by that. Like, stop bringing that up. It was hundreds of years ago. All right. Um, So uh, thanks for tuning in. hundreds of years ago. (laughs) Well, uh, also, like, if you're interested in graphic design or considering it as a career path, have questions you can feel free to ask ask us also check out our previous episode i think it's called origin story i don't know what the episode number was but if you go to our website you will find it alienmuffin.com um also while you're doing that and then you'll get some information from us in that episode we talk a lot about how we got into this and some of the influences and things like that um but yeah if you're considering it don't let the lack of diversity and all that type of stuff scare you off you can always, you know, you can do your own business like what we're doing. You can work in a company for an advertising firm or whatever. There's possibilities, and it yeah. seems like there's obviously more effort to reach a more diverse audience, and that requires a more diverse workforce as well. Yeah. Um, it's more to you life. You can't have the same people, same color people, same background people, same experiences people trying to market to a bunch of different people with a large variety because they won't know what to do. Yeah. And. Because black people can do more than play basketball and rap and be lawyers and doctors. We can do other things, too. Keep an open mind. All right. Well, follow us (laughs) on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I think that's the only places we are. We also, our podcast is available on TuneIn now. So if you use Mm -hmm. TuneIn or SoundCloud or iTunes, you can find our podcast there. We're Alien Muffin basically everywhere. I mean, sorry, we're not Alien Muffin everywhere. Yes, we are. Yes, I'm confused. Alien yeah. Muffin is our username basically everywhere. So check us out. Uh, follow us, like us, comment, subscribe, tell a friend. To tell a friend. Or tell a, another graphic designer. Tell somebody who's interested in graphic design. And I think that's all for this week. Yep. Any closing words about the word? Uh, how do you spell that? <laughs> <laughs>